Hello and welcome to Fofop. I'm Will Anderson and uh, guest Charlie Clawson, Sam Mack is here. Hey Will, thank you very much for having me. Uh, You've just been mocking the mic technique already. (laughs) I'm actually just here to talk about your mic problems. Yeah, Yeah. I mean this is... I mean, one day when I sort out the sound of this podcast, I'm only 150 episodes in. (laughs) It's a worry when people in community radio are mocking your audio standards. When people are hearing the Fofop podcast and going, that guy needs to get his shit together. What I love is that sometimes it seems like I've got my shit together. This podcast is like, it's like a terrible alcoholic who sometimes just appears presentable. Like, what people don't realise is it's always a fucking mess, but just sometimes, randomly, they just pull it together and you're like, oh, is he off the booze? No, just a good day. Just a good day. Wait a couple of weeks, it'll be a train wreck again. But I love that when I when I listen to a new episode, there's an element of surprise. Right. So, you know, it might be, is it going to be harsh distortion this week? Yep. Or, or is it going to be someone... It's been very metal recently. Someone sounds like they're in a different suburb doing their part of the show because they're so off mic. Yeah. I mean, I don't know how my voice sounds now. Well, that was the week, the off mic week was the week where I couldn't work out why the microphone wasn't recording both sides, even though we pointed at both directions. Yeah. And it turned out that the microphone wasn't plugged in properly to the computer. <laughs> and so we were just recording through the computer, which I've is actually... why I was always loud and the guest was always soft. Well, I've got my iPhone here, so if things fail with this, I mean, the mic looks really impressive. Yeah. It genuinely looks like an expensive mic. The following episode of Fofop is classified MA. It contains some coarse language, some nudity, drug references, a sex scene, time travel, terrible Batman impersonations, a Charlie Clausen pronounced Clausen-shaped hole, and mild coarse language. Fofop advises that the program is not suitable for persons under the age of 15, and minors must be accompanied by an adult guardian or priest. This is John Deke speaking. There hasn't been any great advances in prison rape or space travel. The father of the and the holy toast. Hello and welcome to Fofop, I'm Will Anderson and our guest Charlie Clawson this week <laughs> is Sam Mack. Now you may, that might seem familiar to listeners, me saying our guest, because you just heard it five minutes ago <laughs> when I was talking about mic technique. This isn't a best of, we're not that impressed with the opening few minutes we thought let's just replay that for the next hour. Yeah, or it's like a, a catch up, previously on the Clouds Daughters. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, yes, uh, I again had fucked up with the mic. Mm. So I was being loud and you were not being loud because it was pointed at me. So now I believe that we're at least on equal mic technique. I might put it a bit more towards you. So, um, Sam, what we were starting before, I realised I'd fucked it up. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Sam got here half an hour early today and I think it's because he knew I would just fuck up for 25 minutes. <laughs> yeah, I wanted to frazzle you. Yeah. I wanted to put you off your game a little bit. So I genuinely did rock up quite early and, and I texted Will and said, I'm 28 minutes early. I can either come in or I can park one street over from yours and just sit awkwardly waiting to a more respectable five to ten minutes before the allocated time that we'd agreed on. 
And Will very nicely said, come in, exclamation mark, which I thought was a bit of anger. It was quite, come in. Like, you know, maybe you're a little bit put out by it. Is that true? No, I just say come in in the same way as Leighton Hewitt says, come on. Yeah, okay. Right. right. <laughs> we both have our own things. Yes. I also, that exclamation mark is the equivalent of me pointing at my head. Yeah. Maybe less symbol. pointing at your head and more pointing at the equipment to get it right for when people come in. Yeah, that is a good point. So um, I did this the other night. I was meeting a friend for um, a dinner and uh, we'd arranged, like, she'd made the uh, appointment, uh, appointment, the appointment? No, that's not yeah, what it's called, Yeah, you're pretty formal it? with your dinners. Yeah, we, uh, we make appointments. <laughs> uh, she'd made a reservation at the yeah. restaurant for seven o'clock. I was walking from uh, work, so mm-hmm. I had that awkward half an hour. Yeah. So there was a pub across the road and I just went there and had a beer by myself and yeah. you know, whatever. But then when I got over to the restaurant, my respectable... I, then I went over there about like 10 or 5 minutes early yeah which she, I think is the acceptable right. like 5 to 10 is good that That's shows fine. you're punctual but you're not overly ridiculously keen yeah so then I'm there and uh, she's already there and it turns out that she'd also got there at 6.30 <laughs> so <laughs> so literally we had been drinking alone separated by a street <laughs> not wanting to be seen <laughs> Anyway, so um, what we were uh, we, we were talking about was uh, how we met each other because uh, Sam and I used to work together on a radio uh, show called Will and Lemo. Yeah, and Sam, and <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> cultural icon Sam Mack, I was known on the show. Eh? Well, basically, what happened was, and people have heard a little bit of this story before on the podcast mm. because they know that originally when Triple M came to me and said, hey, we'd like you to do a radio show, they said, you can do it with whoever you want. Yeah. And so I said, hey, I've got this mate, Charlie, and this was before we were doing the podcast, yep. where I was like, you know, I, I think Charlie and I, you know, would be able to do a good radio show. Yeah. And we went in, we did a couple of trials, and they said, oh, you know when we said, whoever you want? We said <laughs> someone who already works in radio. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and what you guys did wrong in those trials is you took in your own audio equipment and recorded them. <laughs> you recorded them on your own silver microphone, which you now use for the podcast. That, that was the problem. They were like, look, we love the content. <laughs> but it's weird that even though we have a multi-million dollar radio station set up here, that you have brought in your own equipment and badly recorded this. In fact, you recorded one on our equipment and managed to unplug enough things that it was still terribly yeah. recorded. <laughs> So we thought, well, fuck, we, we can take that shit to a podcast. Yeah, yeah. Because podcast listeners have no standards and no right to have standards because right. it's free. It's free. Yeah. I mean, there's the, you you can you can say, hey, that wasn't the greatest episode, yeah. but big deal. Right. It's better than nothing. Totally. And that's a great that should be a slogan. for the show. Yeah. Faux <laughs> faux. Faux better than better, nothing. Better than nothing. <laughs> I mean, as long as this podcast is always better than nothing. <laughs> yeah. Then I, then I feel like I'm done. Or, Tofop or Fofop, pretty much audible. Like that, that is another, that's a selling point. You know, on, on most episodes, it's audible. People can hear it. I mean, most. <laughs> I did say most. <laughs> yeah. Because I haven't been like to every those... single episode and I know that things can go awry. It'd be like one of those ads for germs, you know, where they say kills 90.9.9%. Yeah, yeah. Just to get them out of any legal cases that may come through. Well, as someone told me once who knows about these things, it's the 0.01% of germs that are the ones you have to worry about. <laughs> the rest are just germs that, as human beings, we are used to surviving yeah. around. Yeah. Oh, we killed all those harmless germs. Didn't need them killed. <laughs> oh, no, we left the evil ones in the corner. Yeah. Oh, actually, they were the ones. They were the ones that we... At least maybe they could have tripped over some other germs before you got rid yeah. of the good germs. <laughs> maybe there's a Schindler germ who would have helped us out, you know? Uh, so, uh, Lima and I were doing the radio show together. And uh, in the first year, we had... Uh, someone uh, doing the panel, like, you know, pushing all the buttons and yeah. making it all work, who 
um, uh, was just a, it was someone who worked at the station, just yeah, a, job. a voiceless person. Yeah, and we wanted someone to come in and you know add more life to the show. Mm. You know, be a be an extra person in that studio. So you knew Limo how? How did you guys know each other? I knew Limo from Adelaide. Um, and this is probably an unnecessary detail, but I beat him in a competition in Adelaide on SAFM called Who Wants to Be a Co-host on Air, which is a very clever wordplay on Who Wants to Be a Millionaire. Is and it? Yeah. Well, I don't think it is. At the time it was. I'm not sure it is. No, I was just out of uni. I was bright-eyed, bushy-tailed, and right. I was impressed by it. So you have to say it in the right way. Who Wants to Be a Co-host on Air? Yeah. Who Wants to Be a co well, the thing is, I mean, this, this is now like nine or so years ago. We're still talking about it. Right. So, I mean, they got something right. Oh, a lot they? of buzz. <laughs> yeah. A lot of heat. A lot of street talk. A lot of pod talk. Oh, a lot of people are still saying to me, who, who is going to be a co-host <laughs> yeah, there? Yeah, exactly. Um, so, yeah, I beat Limo in that competition. Right. And the prize was to go to Edinburgh for the Fringe Festival with the show. Uh-huh. And uh, then when I got back, uh, I got some part-time work at the station. And a few months after that... Limo kind of beat me because he then got a full-time, highly paid job doing the breakfast show at the station. Oh, he won who is actually a co-host. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I won the novelty part. Right. He won the actual job. Sure. Um, and I kind of became mates with Limo through that. So then when I moved over to Sydney, where, where Will and Limo was broadcast from at Triple M, uh, I was working at the sister station, as they call it. And um, I don't know, just in chats with Limo, I was more interested in what you guys were doing than what I was doing up there. Nothing against playing Pussycat Dolls songs three times an hour, but I was just a bit bored with it. Right. So then Limo said... Well, it's only two places you can do that. That pop station and Guantanamo Bay. I thought you were going to say, and strip clubs. Right. Well, yeah, not <laughs> strip clubs. Um, but it's Limo... a fine line between a Pussycat Dolls gig and a strip club at the best yeah, of times. clothing, right? yeah. Yeah. Um, and he said, um, he said, yeah, why don't we try to get you involved in the show? And then that's what... Th- how I met you. Yeah. So uh, we had some good times. Uh, Sam was in charge because we wanted Sam in charge like in, in the show because of you know, your interest in comedy. You know, you and I wrote a lot of sketches yeah. together. Yeah. We would have like do out these outrageous things and we'll, we'll, we'll get to some of that uh, today, hopefully. But, um, but also you were doing the technical shit. Yeah. Yeah. Right. So I was what they call a panel operator, yeah. which sounds a lot more impressive than it is. Like it sounds like... Like, you know, you've got this amazing, or you're flying an aircraft or something, but, and it looks more intimidating. Anyone it who's been to it, yeah, if you go to a radio station, you'll see there's literally 500 buttons at the desk, but you press about six of them. Right. I'm not even kidding. <laughs> like, you, on a good day, you press two of them, right. on and off, right? Yeah. So, so it's the 99.9% of buttons. Yeah. Yeah, right. yeah. But somehow I still managed to fuck it up. Right. Like, I, because I'm not going to lie, and I can say this now because, you know, I'm no longer employed there, and, sure. and you're no longer kind of my boss. But, and I think you got this vibe from working with me. I wasn't really that interested in the technical side of radio. No, I never saw it. <laughs> yeah, but most, I was the guy who was the most boring part. But I, that was my main, the main part of my job. So I would be there and, and people would be throwing these technical requests at me and like, I'll oh, watch the DB on the, you're peeking in the red. And I, and I was just nodding, just nodding and thinking, mm. hopefully this, you know, we can get through this bit. Um, but the whole time I was much more interested in what you guys were saying and the comedy side of it and the writing and the recording sketches. And so you probably notice over time that I became much more heavily involved in that side of it. That was completely intentional on my behalf and, and maybe neglected the uh, technical side of it. And, and that meant that we occasionally would play traffic reports from two to three weeks ago yeah. accidentally. Retro traffic. <laughs> yeah, stroll down memory lane. Just a traffic flashback, guys. <laughs> <laughs> it's just, just no, no new traffic, all just traffic hits and memories. But it's, it's traffic it's, like it was in your day. 
But there's a horse loose on the main street. The N4 is always busy. Like right. it's going to be the same pretty much every day. Yeah, I don't, I don't think we ever got like complaints from people going, <laughs> "You said yeah. the M4's fucked." And, oh, the M4 <laughs> Vic LaRusso complained. He was like, you know, you're undermining. Oh, we're going to have to explain that reference. No, we do so, Wikipedia. Uh, Vic, okay, let's, we should Wikipedia Vic LaRusso because I would love to uh, see what it says about Vic LaRusso. Vic LaRusso is a traffic guy. Yeah. Uh, do you know anything else about Vic LaRusso off the top of your head? He talks like this, yeah, we're on the chopper overlooking the M4. A lot of people just by that impersonation would be familiar with him if they live in Australia. You would have seen him do the little clips on uh, on TV reports, uh, traffic on the way home. Um, he, I don't think he's cracked international markets to do traffic yet. Are you aware of is oh, anything? He's, okay, well, here's the first thing. Uh, he has his own website. Yeah. So if you want to know more about Vic LaRusso, you can go to viclarusso.com.au. Yeah. You can book Vic to auction your property. Brilliant. <laughs> yes, please. <laughs> From a chopper, I hope. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I hope that everyone has the gun down the bottom <laughs> and he's in the chopper doing the auction. Well, he's never going to rock up late for it and go, sorry, guys, the traffic was buggered out there. Right. It was an absolute nightmare. Yeah, yeah. Vic LaRusso is happy to... Um, yeah, he's happy to uh, auction off your house, but you do have to have a helipad for him to arrive. <laughs> That's the... Uh, Okay, there's there's not much uh, information about him on his own uh, web page, apart from how you can book him for gigs. Mm. But, um, oh, here we go. Oh, all right. This is a good uh, headline. Yeah. Uh, the headline is uh, about Anthony Kalia. Now, Anthony oh. Kalia... Uh, is an Australian uh, good fella. Yeah, he, uh, he was on uh, one of those Idol, Idol Australian Idol, yeah. and yeah, I think did he come second. He or? came second, I think, to Shannon Knoll, or was that the guy Sebastian? Yeah, he, sure. he came second, but he sang the prayer. That was his big moment. He sang the Italian uh, version of the prayer, and it was huge. It was very well done. Um, people loved it, and he was very popular. From yeah, and very talented dude. Mm. And even though like his music is not the sort of music that I normally enjoy, you hate his I, music. I'm not saying that. I know. In fact, I don't hate his music. Here's what I do because I have met Anthony Clare a bunch of times, yeah. and he is a great. He bloke. is. I've met him too. Really, mm. like, and he and his partner, they they come to gigs and yeah. stuff of mine, and but they're all also just really funny people who are happy to make you know fun of themselves. Yeah. And so I don't listen to Anthony Clare's mm. music so that I don't hate it. Because <laughs> I like Anthony Galea, right, okay. and I suspect that if I listen to his music, I will not enjoy it. So out of my love well, what, for Anthony Galea, makes Kalea, you suspect that. I just the snippets I've seen from uh, okay. you know just life. So, so you're saying the bits of his music that you have heard you hate? Is that what you're saying? I'm not saying that. I'm just saying I suspect that I would hate them if I heard them more fully. <laughs> okay, cool, cool. So what was the Vic LaRusso link? <laughs> so. Anyway, <laughs> the point is, it's like seeing a preview and going, oh, I don't want to see that movie. Yeah. Okay. Sometimes you're surprised. You know? <laughs> yeah, but you're not willing to be surprised just yet. <laughs> I just feel like, well, you know what? Like, anyway, it's not important. The important thing is that when he was on Australian Idol, mm. he was not yet publicly out of the closet. That's right. Yeah. Uh, so I'm not really sure whether he was out and about anyway, but I don't who know. cares? It's his own business. Yeah, yeah. But th- this is where Vic LaRusso, your mm. <laughs> eye in the sky, who misses nothing, <laughs> comes into it. Uh, Clear's sexuality had been a talking point 
during the 2004 series of Australian Idol. Mm. Afraid he would become the gay contestant, he initially denied his homosexuality. Yeah. Okay, so he was he was out, but he wasn't he didn't want to be not publicly the gay guy yeah. on Idol. That makes sense. Yeah. In March 2007, when Sydney traffic reporter Vic Larusso <laughs> accidentally outed Australian Idol crew, <laughs> how how do you accidentally? Does it have a quote? Because I'd love to know how you accidentally out someone. Uh, okay, well, here, here's how it was. Mm. So, it, it wasn't like I was in my chopper and I saw Anthony <laughs> Yeah, Yeah. No. Uh, it turns out uh, LaRusso was unaware that Claire hadn't come out to the nation because mm. he met him at a social situation. Oh, yeah, and being the traffic guy, you'd be a social butterfly. You'd well, be invited no, no. to all the What's things. even better than that? LaRusso was catching up with an old school friend. Mm-hmm. Who mentioned that his partner was Anthony Collier? Oh, okay. So it was just like he's caught up with his mate. Yeah. His mate's going out with Anthony Collier. Yeah, I see. He doesn't even yeah. realize. And that. how did this work its way into a traffic report? Yeah, it was weird that he brought it up in traffic. <laughs> <laughs> the M4 is backed up and speaking about that. <laughs> I mean, how topical is this? We're discussing an event from 2004. <laughs> cover off on next. Yeah, it's a big little <laughs> I, just, I just love the idea of Vic putting it into the traffic report. You know, there's a blockage in the tunnel. Now, guys, have I got some gossip for you? You idiot. Uh, all right. So, uh, Vic LaRusso got angry, did he? About um, us ruining the traffic? No, why oh, just waste the 10 minutes of your time? Because I completely made that up. No, I, I thought for a minute that was true, though, because that's the sort of thing that No, happens. but you know what? I'm glad we had the Vic LaRusso chat. Because I want to hear more Vic LaRusso bombshells. Right. I think that he's restricting himself by just doing traffic. Like, I want him to be the go-to guy for any celebrity breaking news story. He should be the Australian Perez Hilton. Yes. Yes, we've got the website already. Yeah. There's not much happening on it at the moment. No. Get rid of that auction shit and start drawing cocks on people's faces. <laughs> yeah, totally. Come on, Vic. <laughs> <laughs> a little less traffic and a little more gaga. That's what we <laughs> That's all we need to know. He may, maybe he needs to rebrand himself as well. Like Vic LaRusso is probably a little bit um, formal. Maybe like um, v, VL or no, that's a type of Commodore. Maybe something something short and something a little more 2013. Right. Yeah. Okay. The the lasso. The, the lasso. The lasso. The lasso. Yeah. Playing on his ethnic surname, is that oh, Yeah, that's what I was doing. <laughs> no, right, no, I was right. more like, I was imagining he was lassoing celebrities. Oh, okay. Well, like, that's, that's yeah. had like a rope with a lasso. Well, that'd be a great logo for, right. for the website. This is what I'm thinking. Yeah. Yeah, Vince the Lasso. That's what Vince. he is now. Yeah, Vince the Lasso. Okay, Vince well, the Lasso. I just think that Vince... Is his real name Vince? Vince? No, but I just think Vince... Is more, it's cooler than Vic. It's cooler. Yeah, yeah. It's like Vinny Chase from like yeah. Entourage or like it has a bit of a gangster thing. Vinny the Lasso. Is Vinny, Vinny the Oh, Vinny, Vinny the Lasso. Yeah. Now, we could so really... No longer Vic LaRusso. It's Vinny the Lasso. We could really push it if we wanted to yeah. go Vinny da Lasso, like D-A, as in, you know, the, but, da. Vinny the Lasso. I don't believe that you would be pushing that. <laughs> so we can sign off on that? I believe that's genius. Yeah, so we're signing off on that. Right. All right, what else do we need? Does he need, like, an image change? Because every time I see him on TV, he, he just be... wears a polo shirt with, like, a logo of one of the sponsors. So mm, I think no, he can do better than that. At, no. at the very least, he should have the Lasso on his polo shirt. Oh, he's got... No, I... Should he be holding one at all times? I think uh, he wears an open neck shirt, like open the neck, like right to his waist, but just like V'd in, you know, so that his chest is exposed. Yeah. And he has a gold lasso. <laughs> yes. Like Kyle's got the golden mic, right. Billy De La Sue yeah. has the golden lasso. Yeah. 
Yes. <laughs> yeah, and he just wears it around his neck. And then when he's like got a little bit of gossip going, he just like twirls his finger in the air as if he's waving it. <laughs> That's how you know that he's got some goss. Well, there you go. Did we invoice yeah. him for that or? No, no. Well, let's just see. Yeah. Just let him have let's it. Let's see if he runs with let it. Let him rebrand. One of the things that we used to enjoy when we were doing the show, mm. uh, that you and I were both fascinated by, uh, and it's a topic that's come up uh, most recently, I think when Duels was on the show, uh, is the obsession with a uh, column in the Sydney Daily Telegraph called oh, yeah. I Spy. Yeah, absolutely. Now, I spy every day uh, for people who've just joined us for the first time and haven't heard us banging on about I Spy. <laughs> um, <laughs> well, we turned it into a segment, remember, on the well, show. Well, this is what I was going to say. is Because we had... Uh, so, basically, the segment is if you spot a celebrity <laughs> doing something ordinary, yeah. then you, you write into I Spy, right? And so we were obsessed by creating backstories, seeing what was going on. Well, we wanted to know the the real, um, the meat of the story. Because a lot of the time in I Spy, you only get like one tiny little, not even a sentence. It's just like, Will Anderson spotted at Officeworks. So it doesn't tell me... What you were buying at right. Officeworks. Was who it an you, emergency? Who you were with. Did I need printing? Was there a sale on? You know, like, were you holding reams of paper? I want to I want to. Is he buying it. chalk? Is yeah. he going to... Yeah, what's going to go? And every time you, right. you see that segment, you think to yourself, I want the story. Yeah. I want the story behind that little snippet you've given me. It's, it's almost cruel what they do. Yeah. Well, see, that's... See, this is the complete opposite of what I'm like with Anthony Clare. <laughs> when I read Nice Spy, I want to know more. And when I hear a snippet of his song, I don't want to know more because I like Anthony Clare. Yeah. I need to point that out. Yeah. Um, and his music may be fantastic. Mm. I'm just not willing to take the risk. Yeah. Uh, I was back in Nice Spy recently. Yeah. Well, I, I think I text you every time I see you in there because it... Look... I'm not going to hide the fact that one of my life ambitions is to be an I Spy. Have you never been an I Spy? I've never been an I Spy. And I recently did a radio show with Kate Ritchie, Mm -hmm. Sally from Home and Away, uh, who is a regular I Spy subject. Oh, yeah. So... They couldn't be an I Spy without Kate Ritchie doing stuff. Yeah. And I actually, and I'm not joking, tried to arrange our meetings to take place in public you know, cafes and, yeah. and she wasn't having a bar of it. She would leave straight after the show and said, I oh, will just chat on email if that's all right. I think she was on to me is what I'm saying. So you should have sent it in. Uh, <laughs> Kate Ritchie spotted emailing Sam back. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'd be happy with that. Sure. You know, I was hoping some of the ice spy glory would rub off on me by being near someone. That's why I was hoping we could do the podcast in more of a public place today. Like Officeworks, we could have done an OB for the right. podcast, but you wanted to do it in your little studio, didn't you? I imagine that they would actually have better equipment and acoustics. <laughs> Yeah, OB is outside broadcast. Right. Sorry, glossary of terms. Okay, te- keep that in mind. Te- oh, no, we always put up a glossary after the okay, good. each podcast. That's fine. <laughs> good. Because you did it at the start of the podcast with giving dot points on people, no. I now feel that I need to do that. So should I stop doing that? You can do whatever you want, Okay, man. It's a podcast. <laughs> yeah, I'm so used to radio. Why haven't we thrown right. to a Kesha song yet? We I'm so used to talking for three minutes and no. then going to a song. As long as what you're saying... Are you going is- to Anthony Kalia? As long as what you're saying No, is- I've just checked he hasn't. Better than nothing, yeah. we're fine. As long as at any stage when you're talking and you're like, is this sentence better than hearing nothing? Then you're still fine. Yeah, right. If it crosses over to the line, then then no way. So, Ramona, no. Mm. Um, so, uh, I've been spotted. This is post Officeworks. So, Again? So, yeah. this must... Because Officeworks was maybe... Three weeks ago? Uh, about three weeks ago, I was at Office Works. So, when is the most recent one? This is like about a week and a half ago now. I missed this yeah. one. Oh, can I guess? Yeah, sure, you can. Can you give me a clue? Uh, look, 
Uh, uh, look, I'll give you who wrote it in. Yeah, okay. Uh, Christopher from Kirribilli. Now, Kirribilli oh. in uh, New South Wales is where the Prime Minister mm. lives, Kirribilli House. Yeah. Um, but that so, doesn't necessarily mean that you were in the Kirribilli no, area. That's see. the trick with I Spy. Sometimes, yeah. you know, Jenny from Campbelltown could have just been shopping for Christmas presents in Bondi, and that's right. where she saw Anthony Minicello. You don't know that, you know, <laughs> you, you just can't, you can't. That's why you need the story, I guess, right. is what I'm saying. Um, so, Kirribilli. Look, the last time was at Office Works. I'm going to think this time. I'm thinking that it's something food or drink related, like mm. maybe a bar or a cafe. Am I on the right track? No. Okay. <laughs> well, that was good. Uh, this one, this one literally is. Well, okay. I'll give you a bit of a clue that might help. Mm. You, we have favourites, and it's been brought up on this show before. Uh, ostentatious walking <laughs> past the Moorpark Supercentre. Oh, can I give you my favourite? Yep. And this one, I'm not making it up. Kim Beasley eating a pie. That was an actual ice pie, and I thought someone is having a joke there. But no, that was a genuine ice pie. Former leader of the opposition in Australia, yeah. Labor Party, Kim Beasley, a man who was almost Prime Minister. Big guy. Who also <laughs> looked like he liked a pie. Yes. No one was writing in going, oh, that sounds sus. <laughs> Kim Beasley. How about you tell us when Kim Beasley isn't eating a pie? <laughs> yeah. Well, you put that in ice pie. No, no, no. Kim Beasley eating a salad. Yeah. That, that's one you wouldn't see. That's no. limited edition. This one is very much in the, that realms of the mysteries of... Because the thing with the ostentatious thing is, like, you don't know if he's been into the Moorpark Supercenter, yeah. you know, like... Yeah, what was he buying there? Yeah. Like, is he renovating his place? Like, give me the backstory. Yeah, just give me the backstory. Yeah. So, uh, I was spotted in I Spy, something that someone thought needed to go into the newspaper. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> let's remember this. <laughs> and let's, can we just point out the circulation of this paper, first of all? <laughs> we want to point out, this isn't just a little pamphlet that goes yeah. around that we have a laugh about. This is probably the major paper for, for New South Wales, yeah? It's, oh, yeah, it's by far and away the highest selling paper in New South Wales. <laughs> like, we're talking, I don't know, hundreds of thousands? Yeah, I think they sell... Circulation? Yeah, yeah, look, like, over half a million. That's a lot of ink a day. <laughs> going onto this particular thing. Right. And this is one of four. I can't remember what the other three were, but this is uh, what's happened to me lately. I have been spotted walking through World Square. <laughs> oh, God. So many questions. I mean, World Square is where you used to work. That's where Triple, That's where M, Triple M the was. building is. Yeah. But World Square also has a lot of great Asian restaurants. There's a Coles downstairs. There is. There's a, there's a Dollar Bargain store downstairs. Yes. There's, there's a JB Hi-Fi. Yeah, there's so many. Angles. There's a flight centre. We don't know. See, that's Am why I booking an overseas flight? Am I fleeing the country? You know, but we don't. Right. <laughs> do, do you want to tell us? Do I enjoy an Asian tea? Maybe that's <laughs> why I'm there. Can we get the backstory? And, and the other thing that I'd love to ask you is, do you ever get a sense that someone has spotted you? Like, do you see someone wearing like a, a fake moustache suddenly see you, then write something down on a little pattern paper and then get on the phone to the Daily Telegraph? I mean, because <laughs> walking through anywhere is not a nice spy. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> Ice spies should be <laughs> purely kept for destinations. They should be people doing something. I don't care if Kim Beasley's walking past a pie shop, although maybe that is a story. But, but I, I, if he's eating a pie, that's him doing stuff, right? Mm. Even if I'm at Office Works, that's an it. But I'm just walking through a mall, right? I, I kind of disagree. Like I, I actually think 
for me, the more mundane, the better. I always want the backstory, mm. and I always look at the I Spy and have at least five questions that I could reel off immediately. Yeah. But I don't mind the idea of them getting more and more generic. Like, you know, maybe next week, Will Anderson's sitting on a chair. Like, and then people have to work Not out, everywhere. was it a chair like in a park? Right. Or was it in World Square again? Has he got something going? Is there some business he's now running from World Square that we need to know about? We should. Um, we should start sending those ones in. Because it would be hard for even the celebrity to deny that it no, happened. this is what we should do. Because, cause, cause, can you imagine any celebrity go? No, hang on. I didn't sit on a chair last week. <laughs> like, <laughs> Disputing it. Yeah. Then they have to print an apology the next day. <laughs> Sorry, corrections. Uh, <laughs> yes. But what about this? Oh. What about we try, we try to get you in a situation that like people are absolutely going to spot you and need to send it in and to see if this stuff is all legit. Mm. So we put you in a scenario that you wouldn't normally be in. Now, I've just got the first idea that came to mind is you on a... I don't know, a unicycle, right? Yeah. Will Anderson on a unicycle, maybe like juggling fire or something, something right. that you wouldn't normally do uh-huh. till we see, that and then we see, that I wouldn't normally do. we see if that gets reported and printed. Probably not unless I'm at Officeworks or doing it through World Square. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, this oh, sorry, was, you haven't answered what was happening. What well, were this you is, doing? This is the thing that makes it even more mundane, yeah. is that, it, I was going to the building we used to work at because oh. I go there every Wednesday to do press for my television <laughs> oh, right. Twice a day. In the morning and in the afternoon. Every Wednesday. You can spot me walking through World Square to promote my television show at the permanent radio station that is in World Square. That's Yeah, it's almost like spotted Will Anderson out in front of his house. Right. <laughs> like, going to work. Yeah, that's not exactly a limited edition yeah. spot. Spotted Will Anderson on stage at Comedy Club. <laughs> yeah, whoa, bombshell. How do people keep this a secret? <laughs> I have been incorrectly I spied, though. I don't know if you know that. This is interesting because I know someone else who has been. So what, what was the incorrect I spy for you? I was waiting for a dentist uh-huh. in a dentist waiting room. Yeah. No. You've never been to a dentist or you don't wait in waiting rooms? Well, I have been to the dentist, but not in the time frame that this I Spy was. How do you know they weren't sitting on it for a while? Like, what sort of time frame are we talking? Well, there's got to be a statute of limitations on I Spy. (laughs) Is there, though? Like, I haven't seen the rules. No one can say, like, I saw Will Anderson, like, you know... (laughs) Breastfeeding. (laughs) (laughs) Spotted Will Anderson with mouth around woman's nipple. Eight, six months. <laughs> Classic I Spies. Oh, they've got Sam in charge of I Spies. He's playing old ones again. Yeah. Why was Will on a unicycle in World Square again? He's lost it, man. Yeah, I don't... So, the incorrect I Spy, I... Because the thing is that I did want to go, hang on, that wasn't me. Mm. But at the Just same time, it. you can't ring a newspaper. Yes, you can. Yes, you can. about being incorrectly I spy. Well, you can Like, I would do it for you. <laughs> I'm really passionate about I spy, and right. I think there's so much the more to the story. integrity of I spy. Yeah. Um, Ryan Fitzgerald, Fitzy, yep. good friend of ours, um, who's also quite, quite popular here in Australia on TV and radio. Uh, he's in there a lot. Like, he's been in yep. there at least five or six times, which, you know, I'm a little bit jealous of, but I always like to chat and, you know, get the backstory. He told me that... Uh, out, of, out of the five or six times that he's been in there, three of them are places that he's never actually been. What? So it was like, you know, the service station in Cabramatta or yeah, something like sure. that. I was like, I've never been there. There must just be another tall guy there who they've spotted and thought was me and sent through. Which concerns me because then, you know, does that mean that Kim Beasley wasn't eating a pie? I right. doubt it. I, I do doubt it. But 
I want that to be legit. I want the, the uh, I spy section to be legit and I want the backstories. That's all I'm asking for. I mean, th- this is weird because I was meant to be doing a um, gig with Ostentatious mm. uh, very soon, uh, which unfortunately um, I'm not able to do uh, because of uh, some TV commitments back here. And uh, I- I'm not able to do it. And and now I'm devastated because... Oh, you want to ask him I about it? Yes. I was like, why were you walking past the Wolf <laughs> yeah. Super Centre? And imagine if he said to me, mate, I have never <laughs> Would you be hurt? I, I, well, I would never believe in I Spy again. I wouldn't know what to believe in in, in life in general again. It'd be like you can't believe I Spy. I mean, it'd be like those people who put all their faith in Lance Armstrong, you know? <laughs> yeah, And they yeah. kept holding on, yeah. even though we all knew that it wasn't going well. <laughs> I've, been, I've, I've been a bit like that with I Spy. I've been hurt by I Spy personally, you know, but... <laughs> But I've stuck there because it's been so good to me over the years. What about... I mean, we've we've spent a good 15 minutes talking about iSpy here and yeah, we're only scratching have, the surface. Yeah, you have severely underestimated how long we've talked about it. <laughs> <laughs> what about iSpy follow-up? Like, not a, oh. as a segment within your podcast. Right. I guess it doesn't make sense to people overseas, does it? Well, you can but explain I mean, it. Yeah, sure. But where you track but down you mean, Ostentatious oh. and you have the chat with him within this situation, you go, hey, Ostentatious, on the 14th of February 2011, right. yeah. you were spotted at the Moorpark Supercenter. Did this really happen? If so, let's get the backstory. And yeah. you have a chat about it. I would listen to that. I would like to... It's kind of like The Talking Dead. Do you know that show? So after The Walking Dead, yeah, yeah. they have a panel show called The Talking Dead yeah. where they sit around and discuss and I think they're doing I think I think they have Talking Bad as well for Breaking Bad cool so I can do that for I Spy yeah absolutely <laughs> maybe get a maybe I could have a podcast that could be the podcast it's the I Spy podcast follow up oh, podcast please so we get people who have appeared in I Spy and I sit them down oh. and I talk to them about either the thing that happened or the mysteries around it can I be the panel operator for that show so then I can then white ant you after a few months of it <laughs> Poor old Steel Saunders would be like, I thought I had the most obscure reason for a podcast. Green Guy Letters, and now fucking Will Anderson doing I Spy follow-ups. No, and then we'll, just, just to spite Steel, we'll call it I Love I Spy segments. I Love I Spy spottings. We'll have the same logo. We'll get the same guests on, Ronnie Cheng. <laughs> I love that podcast, by the way. It's no, a great podcast. I recommend it all the time if people have not heard it. I love Green Do you love it in like, like you love Anthony Kalir sort of thing? Like you've met Steele and you're like not ready to listen to his podcast or you actually love the podcast? Um, I love it in the way it always. Yeah, okay. I That's love good. it in always. Yeah, it is. It's great. It's a, you know, it's, it's actually very interesting for me and I, I hope Steele won't mind me saying this, but I had never really seen much of Steele do stand-up just because... Mm. We live in different cities and, you know, I'm yeah, away yeah. a lot. So sometimes you don't, just don't get to see people, you know, actually do what they do. Yeah. So my first introduction to him as a comedian was really through that podcast. And I, I love it. It's like one of the regular podcasts that I listen to every Same. Time. I think I only heard of it because you may have mentioned it in one of the old episodes of this podcast. Mm. And I listened to it and was into it straight away. And I was lucky enough to be a guest on it when he was in Sydney. And speaking of Steel, did you see him last night in uh, Pete Hellier's show? Oh, it's so I haven't date. seen last night. Oh, yet. very funny. Yeah, it's episode. It's the second to last episode of, of It's a Date, which is a brilliant show if you haven't watched it yet by Pete. And uh, Steel plays drunk guy at RSL. <laughs> I won't give it away, but have a look at it. It's very funny. Oh, good. I'm looking forward yeah. to it. Why it's... am I plugging other people's stuff? No, you know what? <laughs> I love that show so much. Like, yeah. I think it's really surprised people that it didn't surprise me. Because I've always 
like Peter Halley has a sense of humor that I always felt like hadn't found that place where all the things he likes to bring to the table could, you know, be combined into one. Yeah, because it's hard in TV because there's so many restrictions and you don't always get to do exactly what you want to do on TV and there's there's network people and it's it's not as clear-cut as people might think. Like, your average person might think, oh, yeah, you go on TV, you do whatever you want to do. It's so far from that, it's not funny. But I agree, with this show, it really highlights all the the skills and the abilities that Pete has. And it's just funny, but it's also got heart. Well, that's the thing that I think that people don't probably surprise some people. They didn't if they know Pete, and they didn't if they'd seen his movie. Mm -hmm. But I kind of think that, and look, they're very different people, but I see Pete as kind of an Australian Richard Curtis. Yeah. You know, he makes... Some people will have a go at Richard Curtis, and I don't love everything he's done, Mm. but, God, he's made some really brilliant, accessible, but still smart and fun comedies and stuff. With big heart, and sometimes people think they're too soppy, but I like a story like that. So do I. If if you can make me laugh and kind of make it a bit heartwarming, I'm a real sucker for that stuff. Yeah. And I think this show... And Pete's a bit like that. You know, he's a married guy with a family, and he, he wants to tell stories about, you know, yeah, kind of... Australian life and romance and sweet stories that are also charming and funny. I think it's been a real success. It really has. But the other thing I've loved about it is the risks they've taken with, like there's been so many young comedians and performers, like you said, Luke McGregor, Ronnie Chang, all those sort of people in these episodes. And they've written these episodes with them in mind and developed them around them. And, and I just think it's, it's, it's a wonderful thing for Australian entertainment and comedy. And I, I'm not even sure that Pete's getting enough recognition for how lovely this series has been. I think he's getting, it's, I think he's getting a pretty good uh, chunk of that. Like I've okay. noticed. Yeah, you think like he's getting this, enough? Yeah, oh, yeah, he's getting too much. Too much. Is what I'm <laughs> saying. Pull back on the Pete Hellier love. Like we've just wasted five minutes on the podcast talking <laughs> about gonna, him. If he isn't walking past the Morbuck Supercenter, we're not interested. interested. Yeah. When you're a nice spy, Pete, then, yeah. then come That's when you've made it, Hellier. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so we should, um, uh, let's, because uh, we said we were going to talk about working together on the radio and talk about some of the the more fun things we did. Yeah. Um, uh, do you have particular memories that, uh, that stand out? Um, well... <laughs> Like, I think you guys used to, like, I was kind of the whipping boy in a sense. Like, and I think one of the phrases that producer Sarah used to use was, uh, don't poke the angry bear. Like, cause if, if something went wrong technically, which it did almost on a daily basis, sometimes it was my fault right. just due to ignorance and incompetence, but other times it was due to things out of my control. Right. <laughs> and when you guys would have a go at me, like, in a joking way, for those ones, I just couldn't handle it. Right. <laughs> I was like trying to say it wasn't my fault then it became this weird tense thing like so I remember I look back on them fondly now but at the time I hated it because I if I screw something up I will wear it and I'll take it but if it's not my fault but I'm getting blamed for it even in a jokey way I'm shit at taking that no no I I, I understand that (laughs) I've told the story on this podcast before of the time that Amy thinks she's caught me like masturbating in the office (laughs) (laughs) but I was getting changed for a run and I always say the thing about that is that if that if she had caught me doing that, while that would have been embarrassing, well, at least I would have, um, yeah, at least I would have like gone. Well, you know, well, I'm that's dis- what I was doing. I'm disappointed that Amy spoke to you about it. She should have been straight on the phone to I Spy. <laughs> <laughs> Spotted Will Anderson masturbating in his home office like and that. I, that is a story right there. And I would not be able to deny that. <laughs> 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 no, <I am. laughs> 
Would Amy do that? Would she have it in her? No, I don't. Oh, well, yeah, maybe for fun. <laughs> uh, but, um, yeah, but the thing is that I wasn't. I was literally getting changed to go for All a All right, mate, tell it to the judge. Yeah, sure. But, yeah, but I'm exactly like you. It, in the, If it had to be my fault, yeah, embarrassing, but you'll wear it. But the fact that you're getting fingered for something that oh, you weren't actually that doing. Then uh, that's what that's still it's still and this was like six years ago. Yeah, but I'm still, <laughs> still eating away. Uh, but then we started uh, doing like uh, working together. Like and we used to have because people always say to me because uh, Triple M now is back like a bit like it used to be in Australia. Now for people who aren't in Australia, Triple M is a bit of a a blokey. Yeah. You know they play a lot of. You know, hard rock and yeah, it's blue like collar kind blue of collar thing. sport. Yeah, yeah, and you know, I I, I like a lot of those yeah, things, but it same. can be a bit too blokey. Mm-hmm. And I think now it's gone back to being very blokey. Mm. But the time where we were there, it was actually had some of the more creative comedians in the country working there. They were going through a period where they thought that yeah, maybe turning it into a more sort of smart comedy network. And it's done bits of that in the past. Andrew Denton was was on the Triple M Breakfast Show for a long time. And right. he's one and of the you know smartest, funniest guys that Australia has produced in terms of comedy. Well, get this, the Tony Martin yes. show was on Triple M at the time we were there. And it is regarded as one of the great, if not the best... Australian radio show of all time. I still so, listen to the podcast. I've kept them all on a laptop and, and it's honestly, I think, yeah, the best radio show that I've heard. Yeah, right. So that was the environment that we had gone into. And I, I think Pete and Miff were doing breakfast yeah. in Melbourne and like, so there were, you know, people around that we thought this will be great, this will be weird. Mm. But as, unfortunately, it didn't quite turn out like that when we were mm. there. They were going through a, a, a period of transition and they yeah. didn't really know what to do with us. And, and our show was up against the Goliath show, Hamish and Andy. Yeah. And, uh, and but- Hamish and Andy, a couple of years into their success, it wasn't Hamish and Andy when they just started. Yeah. It was they were absolutely firing. They were everywhere. They were on TV. And again, they they were doing a brilliant show. Yeah, a great show. So it's tough to compete in that part of the market. So, But we always did quite well. Our show was like, basically, we didn't do well in the, in the market, but compared to every other show on the network, our show was doing very well. Yeah. So... We, they kind of left us alone a bit. <laughs> and eventually when we saw the writing on the wall that clearly this wasn't going, we weren't going in the same direction as them, we just decided we were going to do whatever the fuck we liked <laughs> pretty yeah, much yeah. all the time. Yeah. And we did some of the most ridiculous things. Like in commercial radio, they will tell you firstly not to do like any sketch over like a minute and a half. Totally. The second thing they will tell you is don't do any sketch that involves people having heard another sketch to understand that yeah, sketch. or anything with in-jokes or right. references to radio. Because people are just tuning in. Yeah. People don't understand that world. <laughs> you know, you got to keep it simple. Yeah. We wrote a 25-part <laughs> radio serial. Yeah. Each episode was about, like, four and a half totally. minutes long. Yeah, they were long. <laughs> it was called... And it was about radio. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. It was called... Um, so, Underbelly was big at the time. Yeah. The Australian crime drama. Yeah, and I think it was the time when it wasn't allowed to go to air in Melbourne. 
So it was even That's more because right. the because when the series first came out, um, there was still people involved in it that were going through court yeah. proceedings, so they couldn't actually show it in Melbourne. So we had a our, our serial was called Black Thunderbelly, yep. which started with just a wordplay. It was initially just going to be uh, one sketch, just yep. a fun like three minute bit or whatever. Because uh, Triple M, uh, most famously, all their cliches, they used to have these things because they were the big, they were the number one radio station in Australia for a while. You know, they were yeah. everywhere, and it was all about black. Thunders, mm-hmm. which were their vans that yeah. they would drive around giving out free records and yeah. t-shirts and yeah, you know, icing cold cans of Coca-Cola totally. and stuff. Copies of New Idea. Yeah. yeah. So we, uh, we yeah, so we worked on this little series and it ended up, I can't remember how many episodes we did do, but it, it was, was something like 20, 25. Yeah, yeah. It was ridiculous. Yeah. And it was so filled with in-jokes. Absolutely. We would work on it like for hours each day. It wasn't just in-jokes though, like it was... Actually, like some of the characters in it were based on people in radio, like bosses in radio, right. as in head of network type bosses who were still working there. So, oh. so they would be like the people who would be listening to oh, the, the show. The people who were listening to the show <laughs> were the people that we were getting other people from the station to play in the show. Yeah. Sometimes it would be. Remember, we would be in meetings and one of the people would say something and <laughs> we'd, we'd take notes. Yes. Yeah. And the exact quote would be in that week's episode. Exact quote. Yeah. Like we would take exact quotes from meetings and put them in the episode of this thing we were doing. Yeah. I've got to find that. I have all the recordings of that somewhere. I should actually put it up. It'd be a great uh, bonus episode to go up with... Uh, with this. Yeah, Should, well, I've got them uh, all on CD as well. So, um, all right. in fact, I've got about 30 copies of them, which my oh, parents are trying to get rid of from storage. We should, uh, you know, if I can't do it uh, immediately after this goes up, we'll try to find it. Because I think that people, yeah, yeah. we enjoy it. We can have a bonus episode. Well, look, to be honest, you know, I'm really proud of it. Like, it was one of the things that I look back on and, and think, wow, I'm, I'm so glad that I got to do something like right. that. Because it was a bit out there to do something fun. like that on commercial radio. And so, we had the resources to kind of put in, like, sound effects and stings and kind of actually make it sound yeah like some days it sounded better than others (laughs) (laughs) I remember the nice way of the producer telling us that it was way too long was was when she said yeah we're going to do this one as a two-parter so we'll play the first half then we'll play a song it's Matchbox 20 then we'll come back and listen to the second half (laughs) which kind of helped because that was what we were parodying anyway Um, alright hang on I'm going to pause that because Ramona seems a little bit upset uh, yeah, she's uh, she hasn't been for a walk for oh, a couple okay. of days because I'm in charge mm-hmm. at the moment. House is myself, so yeah. I've got the cats and the dog. Mm. Uh, Amy took the uh, opportunity while I was in the country for once to fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> um, she's a beautiful little dog, which she can bite. Like I know you're saying that she's a puppy, but yeah, yeah she's still got teeth. Yeah, <laughs> she can still chomp. Yeah, yeah. yeah. She's she's uh, she's normally really well behaved, but. If she doesn't get a little bit of exercise, and because mm. the last two days have been incredibly hot and windy here, and I've yeah. been working, and Amy's been away, yeah. So, she, so today, this morning, she's just been. A couple of pillows don't exist anymore. Oh, she has, yeah. You use them to smother her. That is, that yeah. is really cruel. It's weird, isn't it? That is. I'm going to get on the phone to Dr. Chris Brown immediately. No, I was watching uh, an episode of uh, Season Milan, The Dog Whisperer, and he just said. <laughs> There's a couple of really dark, edgy episodes. Is that, is that the real reason you're soundproofing this room? Right. Yeah. <laughs> I've got a new side business. <laughs> we're, we're, we're calling this the farm. Do you want to send your dog to the farm? I'm like the Dr. Philip Nitschke of, of dogs. Yeah. yeah. Just, just the guy with a pillow. They deserve dignity, is what Will right. says. Um, yeah. Just. <laughs> 
you spotted Will Anderson smothering a dog with a pillow. <laughs> A yeah. big Lorso Kirribilli. <laughs> <laughs> On the plus side, no more annoying dog barking sound effects in future episodes of the podcast. So I think the listeners are the real winners. Right. Let's, yeah. No, I would... Uh, I uh, She's decided to destroy pillows. Ah, oh, okay. Yeah. She, pillows are her enemy at the yeah. moment. Yeah. So um, I left my bag out there. Is that going to be safe? We put it up. Yeah. That's the secret. But she seems pretty determined. <laughs> like, I don't know if that table, which is about not even a metre high, is enough to stop her if she wants to try well, the bag. the other night she was trying to get something off the bench. Yeah. And so she was up on her hind legs. Yeah. And then she did that thing where, like, she actually walked on her hind legs for a little bit. <laughs> and I was like... <laughs> like, it was freaky enough looking. And you're like... <laughs> She likes to walk like a human. She's nine months old. My God, she's, I have some super dog that's going to kill me. It was freaky. It looked yeah. like a Lady Gaga film clip or something. I'm not, but just she was walking around on her hind legs. Right. Yeah. Okay. But yeah, so anyway, she was fine. Mm. I gave her more food. That's not the solution. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right? I'd be happy with that. I'd be a good parent. Yeah, just eat something. We'll take it to McDonald's. Just yeah. shut up. You had the world's most obese child. Yeah. Yeah. But I'd be happy. <laughs> yeah, and you get some peace and quiet. Right, that's all I want from my parenting. <laughs> uh, so we did that. What else did we do that you remember? Um, at Triple M? Yeah. Or, yeah um, well, I remember, like, obviously your your shows uh, have a wordplay of, um, mm. of Will in them. And uh, I remember one day at work, you getting me to write. <laughs> this was, like, I was being paid by Triple M. And I, because I would go in there for the meeting, go, oh, anything you guys want me to do. And most days we would say, oh, yeah, there's this thing here. Can you maybe write some jokes or a sketch around that from the news for the show? Right. But on this particular day, you must have been really busy that week because you said, I need some new, like, names for my stand up show. Can you write them? So I remember sitting in a little glass office for about an hour and a half, just writing about 50 potential will puns for being paid by Triple M for it. So, <laughs> I don't know if you use any of them. I can't remember. Like, I'm sure. so I, many. I still have a, the big list and I add to the list whenever anyone tells me one. Yeah. Because every year around this time, like my management rings me up and says, what's yeah. the name of your new show? Yeah. And like, is, it, is it something that you are like completely committed to now? Like you, if say you do another 20 shows over the next 20 years. interesting idea, Sam, that you have raised there. Because I've done 18 of them. So yeah. there's 18 shows that have had my name in the title but not every single show I've ever done has had my name in the mm. title because my first show was called Diet Life right okay because it was before I, I started doing that yeah and uh, <laughs> I do know the story of how the will thing came about <laughs> I bet you do <laughs> I tell it in every fucking because if you were about to launch into then I was about to just kind of take a phone call outside right. for two minutes spotted Will Anderson telling that <laughs> stupid fucking anecdote that he tells it's not like and then I saw him a few years later. <laughs> I remember it so clearly. I could probably tell it. I'm not going to, but I could. I think most people listening could tell it. As oh, well. I'm sure. Hey, it's a great story. But the but the thing is, it's not like I want to bring that story up all the time. People ask. People ask because yeah. they ask about it, and <laughs> yeah. so that's my go. First split second there, were you about to do it? No. Because okay. I, I definitely would have told you it before on this podcast. Yes, but they've not all been will puns. Mm. But it's funny because journalists always ask, you know, in interviews, they're always like, you know, oh, you know, why do you do it or what's going to be next year? Yeah. And really the the reason is that because yeah. no one asks a talking point. otherwise. Yeah. And people, it's just become a thing. It also gives me the possibility. I, I it, For me, it's it's been very handy mm. because as I was just saying, so it's September now. 
Basically, I have to decide on the name yeah. of my Melbourne Comedy Festival show now. Yeah. I'm going to start doing that show at the end of March. Right. So, like, a lot of the times people get in trouble because they go, right, I put in my Comedy Festival uh, title. It's called 18 Amusing Thoughts My Brother Had. Yeah, yeah. And then they get to fucking March and they're like, oh, my God, my brother had eight <laughs> amusing thoughts. Yeah, yeah. I have to yeah. do 10 minutes of aeroplane wow. material. <laughs> you know? So, I've always just thought the name is just to say to the audience, this is a new show. Yeah. If you saw a show that had a different title to this. And that's kind of my philosophy yep. with my gigs. Yeah, if you just cool. go and see me do a gig, like I'm doing a headline gig or if I'm at a club or whatever, mm. I feel in that circumstance, I can just do whatever material totally. I want to do, right? Yeah. And But I figure if I'm doing a new tour and it has a new name, then that's a yeah, new Yeah, it shot. makes sense. People can be so comfortable you, you're committed to it ongoing. Yeah. yeah. I am at the moment. Yeah. But you have got a lot of options for, for future names, haven't you? I've got like another, I've got more names left than I have shows left in me. Yeah, right. Yeah. Okay. Are the names like of the same standard? Like, are you worried that after another five or six that they'll start to really, I have where ran- people go, is that even a pun? Like where they, they just start to struggle? I, I have ranked them. <laughs> oh, wow. This is great. See, this is the stuff that I think people will be really interested. Are you willing to share that? Have you got, sure, I, have you got the ATP rankings there in front of you? I, I, let, let you keep talking okay. and I'll see if I can find, uh, ask me what you want to know. Okay. I'll, um, I'll see if I can find it. Is there also a concern with when you go with a, a will-based pun for a title that, like, it can be too topical? Like, if there's something that's big at the time, do you worry that uh, by the time you're doing the show that it might be a little bit gone? Sometimes I hope something's good. If it like if something comes out and it has a good, you know, w- lens like, itself, pun to it, it, yeah, you're like, oh, it'd be good if, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. Like, and I've always, like, I can never do, like, I always wanted to do something around Wolverine. Oh, like, no. but it just connect the Wolverine, they never quite, didn't quite catch on. Right, okay. Um, so, so, yeah, I do. There was something a couple of years ago that I thought I was hoped it was going to be really, really big because it would have been a great part. Well, you did uh, Kill Will, didn't you? Did you do Kill Will? Did Kill Will? Yeah. Yes. Um, I'm trying to think what other movie or topical ones you did. Uh, I'm just trying to see if I can find. So how many have you got? Well, it does. I don't know, but there's, there's lots. <laughs> yeah. But I've 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 put them into definite, possibles, <laughs> maybes. All right. Should we start with the maybes? Oh yeah, let's start with the maybes. Okay, that's good. That's a, that's a good way to go about it. All right. Maybe. <laughs> Another brick in the wheel. Uh. Yeah. Well, <laughs> well, the maybe is the bottom category. Yeah, yeah. I just haven't given yeah, up yeah. all hope. Yeah, okay. So that's probably the right reaction to have. Yeah, oh, look, I'll be right? honest. I'll always be honest. Yeah. A time to will? Yeah. Yeah. A view to a will? Better, but still not really grabbing me. No. Bubble will. Yeah, that's. I like that. <laughs> I like I like Bubble will. That might be a bit specific. I'm not sure the Bubble Bill was a... Do you think the Bubble Bill was a worldwide ice cream? I... I'm not just, sure, but it was, uh, I don't know. If, if it is, then I would go, yeah. I'm, I'm just picturing the poster now with you with like a bubblegum nose. So for people that don't know, the, the Bubble Bill was uh, a great Australian ice cream. Delicious. Might be oh. a worldwide ice cream. Yeah. You know what? Let's find out. I'm right here. I've got two computers in front of me. Surely between the two of them, I can find out about the Bubble Bill. Bubble. This is also the um, the first documented case of someone googling Vic Larusso then the Bubble O Bill on the same day. So we're creating some history today. <laughs> Will spotted. Uh, all right, here we go. Um, Bubble O Bill. We could. 
It has its own Wikipedia page, the Bob's Eye Bill. Thank you to Wikipedia. (laughs) Somebody did say to me uh, the other day that they were coming to the podcast festival and they were looking forward to seeing me do a podcast where I can't Google things off Wikipedia. (laughs) So, uh, the Bubble Eye Bill is a brand of packaged ice cream currently available in Australia and New Zealand. Uh, Oh, well, that's out then. Can't travel with the Bubble Eye Bill, but let's inform people while we're here. But was worth checking. Oh, it was formerly... Available in the US. Ah. Where it was produced by Good Humour and the UK. Okay. Oh, okay. Well, that's great. That's all the places I go. Yeah, well, let's put it... I I reckon that could be moved into the possible file. I mean, you know, it's not my call, but I think that's a good one. Uh, Would you like to know more about the uh, Bubble Bill? Sure. Uh, A Bubble Bill is a moulded ice cream on a stick. Its outline (laughs) resembles a cowboy. Yeah. Bill. <laughs> Three flavours of ice cream, chocolate, strawberry and caramel, yeah. are used to detail Bill's face, including his mouth, eyes and hat. Yeah. The hat also features a hole designed to represent a gunshot. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. Amazing attention to detail for an ice cream, wasn't it? The reverse of the ice cream is coated with a layer of milk chocolate. Yeah. A recent minor change to the ice cream has compromised its balance of flavours. Oh, controversial. That's... That, that does say citation needed. I feel like that's <laughs> just someone angry about the new Buffalo Bills. <laughs> <laughs> that's like someone like me and the Milo bars. That's the sort of thing that I'd be like. <laughs> they're not though. They're not as good. Uh, however, unlike his other features, the mm. Cowboy's nose is made up of a ball of bubble gum. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, this is the reason for the bubble part of the ice cream. How did you go about it? Because I remember eating them was you, you know, you, you pretty much had two options. You could eat around the bubblegum nose and then finish it, or you could perform a little bit of ice cream surgery and remove the bubblegum nose and just hold on to it while you eat the ice cream element, then have the bubblegum at the end. What, what would be your strategy? I would, I would do the second one. I would take it out. Hold it. Uh, eat the ice cream. <laughs> <laughs> you probably didn't need... I wish I'd got a photo of you doing that. <laughs> and um, spotted Sam back doing this miming an ice cream right. <laughs> that's the perfect pose for drawing dicks on the yeah. Herald Sun that's <laughs> yeah sorry you really should have had the umbilical brothers to act out that yeah. would be much more entertaining but yeah which way would you eat your bubble oh yeah no I'm definitely a, a later like a the, the bubble gum later no but would you eat around it and then just go for oh, it oh no, no 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 I'm taking it off yeah yeah no, you're no, removing I'm, it oh yeah, yeah. No. Yeah, yeah, remove it. But it is a little bit like holding the, the, the bubblegum bit can't, in your fingers. Can't a bit you just put it down? But what are you going to put it on? I don't know, something, something hygienic. Something <laughs> well, like a recent white of 99.9% of all <laughs> I guess if you, yeah, if you carry around one of those little KFC moist towelettes that you could put it on, that, who, that who might be. Who doesn't? <laughs> yeah, that might be an option. All right. Uh, Danger Will Anderson. That's a play on Danger Will Robinson from Lost in Space. Yeah, I don't know if enough people would would get it straight away. No, I agree. Force of Will? Yeah, yeah, not bad. It sounds a little (laughs) non-consensual. That's what I liked about it. Girls Gone Will? Yeah, (laughs) yeah. My manager says I can't do that. (laughs) All right. Uh, On what grounds? Just too too far. Too Uh, far. Ah, sure. Great Will of China? Now, that would probably oh. have to be specifically targeted to maybe when I finally break into the <laughs> massive Chinese market. Yeah, which is what you've been working on for a long time. I mean, it's a massive Taking those Mandarin market. classes and, yeah, you're really yeah. committed to that. Yeah, I'm sure they let this be played on the internet over there. Um, <clears throat> Great Wheel of China, House of Will Repute. Ooh, that's pretty clever. So is this still in... Um, These are still maybes. Maybes. This is how many maybes I have. <laughs> uh, hold me, thrill me, kiss me, will me. 
<laughs> long, but probably worth it because I like that the will part is right at the end. Right. Uh, off the will. Off the wall, yeah. Yep. Simply, well, you'd need a good poster to sell off the wheel. Like, yeah, you know, would. It'd, be, it'd be hard to get it without the poster. Yeah. Um, simply irresistible will. Yeah, okay. Is uh, that like with uh, the Robert Palmer theme? That's exactly it. Yeah, yep. yeah, I could see that. Uh, there is, um, there will be blood. Mm, that's just the same word. But it one is, you're right. But the L's taken out. That's the difference. Thou shalt not will. Yeah, okay. But yep. that does seem like I'm telling them not to come to the show. <laughs> that's true. True. Uh, what you talking about, Will? Oh, yeah, that's my favourite so far. Yes. Yes. Yeah, that's in the movies still, though. Uh, when oh. will I be famous? Okay, is that like a Bross reference? Yes. <laughs> that is a Bross reference. Pretty obscure. Uh, I mean, Luke. I love Luke Goss, but I don't know no. if everyone else does. You guys heard the Goss? Hey. Vic LaRusso's got the goss. <laughs> no, Vinny De La Sue has the goss. <laughs> Sorry, good point. <laughs> he's, he's first with you, goss goss. <laughs> uh, Wildebeest. Okay, yeah. Will Devo. Oh, yeah. Uh, Will Devo. Yeah. Will Emma. Mm, no. No. Wilf. <laughs> Your management said no to that one, Chrissy. <laughs> Williant. Will Mart, that's more an American oh, thing. Oh, yeah. Sure. Okay, so uh, uh, hang on, are you, are you thinking about doing like country specific titles? Possibly. <laughs> Maybe this opens right. up so many more options. Uh, well, because then I could do Beverly Wills. Ah, uh, yeah. I could do Will Annoy. Totally. I mean, there's plenty of options in America. Yeah. Uh, Lustrious. Mm-hmm. Willusion of Grandeur. Ah, uh, yeah. Wolverine. That's my maybes. Well, at the moment from there, I really love what you're talking about, Willis. Yeah. All right. Well, he might get a promotion to the possibles (laughs) next year. (laughs) If you want to know what the possibles are, uh, Capital Will. Yep. Equilibrium. Oh. The will's in the middle, but I quite like it. Mm -hmm. Heartbreak Will. Yep. Last Will and Testament. Mm -hmm. Mentally Will. (laughs) I'm not sure (laughs) if that's too edgy. uh, Reinventing the Will. Yep. Test of Will. They will be done. Yep. Tyranny of will. Unwilling. Usual illusion. <laughs> that probably should be in the movies. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Might swap. What you talking about? Ask, are you sure you're reading the right categories? Yeah. Well, I, I'm, I'm never sure. I literally am never sure. All right. Sure. Can you give us a couple of the um, the, the front runners? Okay. Uh, all right. I'm going to go back up. So here we go. Um, uh, critically will. Yeah. Fire at will. Mm-hmm. Free Will, oh. uh, which was what this year's show was going to be, this new show was yeah. going to be called, but I thought it was too confusing with this one being called Good Will, the next one being called oh, Free I Will, see. people might not. Yeah, you know, just they're not different enough. Yeah. Plus, they might to think grab it, their sweet They cash. might think it was yeah. free. Yeah. So <laughs> yeah. I don't want them thinking that. Uh, fuck Mary Will. Uh, Iron Will. Yeah. I Will Survive. Light on the Will. Say You Will. Terminally Will. Yeah. Triumph of the Will. Where There's a Will. Willanthropy, yep. willful damage, will harmonic, will legal, will literate, will logical, willpower, will illuminate, will illusion, will illustrate, will mannered, will prepared, will to live, will a buster. 
Nice. I, I like um, Terminally Will yep. out of that one. That just lends itself to, I can see, you know, like a dark sort of feel to that. That's good. And and I like the original one from the other list. So they're my favourites. Right. Uh, what are you leaning towards? Do you have something there that you... Oh, uh, I know what my new show is going to be. Oh, called. can you tell us now or it's not... I have not revealed it yet, but I, I suppose I can. Let's There's do a no... big announcement. Yeah, let's do it. How cool. Exclusive right. in they, your own podcast. They had just in all the, through all the rejects, so they might as well... <laughs> yeah, yeah, some light at the end of the tunnel, guys. Yeah, right. It was worth it, guys. Get it through. <laughs> Uh, Willuminati. My uh, show will be called Willuminati next year, which I like. Yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm just that. disappointed it wasn't one of the ones I picked. But, um... No, well, I didn't tell you the one. No, like, you might have picked it if I'd said it. No, that's good. That's good. That was definitely my next on the list. <laughs> <laughs> Even though you hadn't heard it. Oh, I have not? No. <laughs> it's just because you rounded off 400 of them. I was a bit confused. Well, the funny thing is, I still had about another 20 of them. <laughs> really? Before wow. we cut. I and felt like and are most of them... Things that have you come up with them, or because I know that people suggest them. Do you, when someone suggests them, do you grab it and sort of footnote them? Do you go, hey, if I call it, then Jono, it was your you you gave me the name for it. No, because that would be a cool competition. It would be a cool competition, and they get free tickets to the show in every state. You Probably. fly them around. <laughs> if I that would have been a great idea, and I actually would have really liked to do that, and it would have been a cool competition yeah. to say if you name this year's oh, show, man. you can come to people it. People would love that. Whatever you want or whatever. What about next time? Well, the problem is that I already have ninety fucking nuts <laughs> yeah, yeah. Who, who, you know well that means if no one's to, coming up with a, they're really going to have to work for right. it <laughs> so you put the 90 online and go none of these but if you can come up with one that's better right. and not on this list you win tickets to the show yeah well, well that's actually a better offer some for me people. at least yeah. uh, we should stop talking because we've yeah. talked for uh, like enough time Sam uh, should we should we tell people about your new show? Sure. Are we allowed to? Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. Well, why don't you tell? Well, them um, well, it's not my show, but I'm going to be on uh, the new Channel Ten Breakfast Show, which is called Wake Up. Yes. And it starts in uh, November ish. I don't think the official date has been released yet, but uh, it's going to be hosted by James Matheson. Uh, he's a funny guy. I yeah, like he's James. fantastic. Uh, Tash Exelby and she's great. Yeah, yeah. Now, they're all I, they're all really good. People who've listened to the podcast might. Remember the story that I went on the project oh, and a girl yeah. embarrassed me I on the saw panel. That. Yes, I put it up on the website and stuff. That's Tash Exelby. Yeah, yeah, she's Tash. very funny. She's great, and yeah. and uh, Natasha Belling, who a lot of uh, people in Australia would know from seeing her on the news, and she is not what you'd like, not what you'd expect. She's very. Um, opinionated and out there because you know when someone's a news right. presenter you have this image of what they would be like away from it and she is the opposite of that in a good way so if so- Natasha Belling was going to be I spied doing anything <laughs> what do you think it would be <laughs> um <laughs> Natasha Belling I spy so you mean in line with her actual character or in line with her news persona uh no I'm going to say with her actual character oh like um doing shots on a bar like standing on the bar <laughs> like something really crazy yeah right, like Forgetting that she's supposed to be looking after her kids or something like oh, that. Get onto she's that. She's good get fun. Get onto that video to the She's really good fun. Um, so my role on the show is going to be similar to what I've been doing on the project, but I guess a bit more regularly. So I'll be doing uh, a lot of crosses, you know, around the place, Melbourne Carb, all sorts of events, but also... You know, if I see something in the news that I want to do a piece on, I can just, you know, suggest it. And then we go away and we do interviews and we work our own little package piece. So, I've got to have a bit of ownership over that. And I got to got to pick a producer who I've worked with before named Dom Sullivan, who's a very funny, very smart guy, excellent producer. So, I'm really excited about it. I'm still going to continue doing some stuff on the project. And I'm also doing uh, B-League because I'm a big uh, soccer or football fan. So, I do that with Jules Schiller. 
Uh, we're going to be doing that on Fox Sports this season. So yeah, and there's a lot still, going on. Are you still doing like where can people find your sketches and stuff? And yeah, on the YouTube like, channel. Camera yeah, I haven't done one of those for a while, but um, <laughs> the, you can see Will's episode is on there, and I've I've had a lot of really good guests, and that's just on my YouTube channel, which is Sam Mac Tube. But probably the easiest is just follow on Twitter at Mr Sam Mac. There you go. Uh, I'm going to do a couple of plugs uh, here at the end as well. Um, I'm probably not going to get time to put this up today, so um, I can't plug my Enmore gig, but I am doing gigs at the Sutherland Shire and uh, DY, the, uh, Canberra. Canberra, DY, Sutherland Shire is the end of the tour, so if you want to come out and see the Goodwill show uh, for the very last time uh, and you're in one of those places, we would love to see you there. It's been unreal. Someone proposed at the show yeah. last night. We were going to talk about that, but we just didn't oh, get didn't to have it. Time. But, but it was a yes. You can tell us that at least. Yes, yeah, I know yeah. he he uh, he got in contact a lot, long time before, oh. and uh, they were going to do it in Perth. They're from Perth, uh, and uh, they happened to be away when I was in Perth doing the show, so they flew all over the way yeah. over to Sydney. And well, there's another show the name, show. Will with one L. You marry me. There's another one they could have used that last night. That is a good point. Well, missed opportunity. It is a missed opportunity. <laughs> a lot of my. A lot of my life would have been better in retrospect. That's what we've worked out today. Yeah, you wouldn't have masturbated in your home office. I didn't, don't. (laughs) So this isn't going up today. Hey, what about the Dockers winning the grand final? Wasn't that unexpected? (laughs) By 12 points. Congratulations, Frio. (laughs) Well, we'll see how that goes. Um, Charlie and I are actually going to the football together tomorrow, which is the first decent... opportunity we've had to catch up in basically since this time last year when we stopped doing the podcast so uh it's going to be a day of us at the football just talking about football which is what people hated us talking about (laughs) so that's cool yeah so that'll be really good fun um i need to plug uh the la podcast festival which is on next weekend Uh, i'm doing the first ever live faux fop and it's going to be unreal i would love it if you're coming to the podcast festival to come and check it out if you are not coming to the uh, oh, at the podcast festival, we will have Tofop t-shirts available. Everyone relax. Uh, t-shirts yeah. uh, will be available at the podcast festival, but also in the week leading up to the podcast festival, you can order one off the Estoy merchandise. Do you site. have them yet? Do you have them here? No. Oh. Uh, Greg Barron, who does the Walking the Room podcast, yeah, and. Uh, Angelo, uh, they are partners in this t-shirt business yeah. and they make all their t-shirts which are brilliant. It's no big deal, it's just that um, Steel Saunders gave me a t-shirt when I was on his podcast. It's, yeah. not, it's not a big deal. But I can well, that's because, just, I can just go in, that's because Steel that's needs fine. to bribe people to <laughs> go on his podcast where you should be grateful to come on my podcast. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I got you some water. Yeah, thank you so much water. for that. Yeah, that's, a, that's something that people might not know. Like, you come in here and there's a, a fresh bottle of water. It's cold, sitting right. at the spot. It's it's very professional. Yeah. Well, I'm not talking about the audio standards. No, <laughs> the, the catering is right. very professional. Brilliant. No, but um, I wanted to say thanks very much for having me on because I do love the podcast and I have been listening thanks, for, for a few years. But also, um, you've been very good to me career-wise, so you've been a great supporter. And that year that I worked with you and Limo was probably one of the best years of my career and it kind of helped me... Um, refocus on what I wanted to do with my career so yeah thank you so much uh, it's, it's good, always man. a pleasure I, I'm glad that like I mean it's it, it's one of those things where it was clear that you wanted to do things where you could actually be funny and do the you know make your own work so mm-hmm. it was just nice that it came along as an opportunity I always say that time at Triple M is probably the most fun I yeah. ever had at a job yeah 
Like, it wasn't the most successful thing I've ever done. Yeah. But we would get in early in the morning because we just wanted to fill the show totally. with all this shit that yeah. we were doing. Yeah. And it was a ball. We it just really laughed. was. We would laugh all day and then laugh through the show. Yeah. And it was, I mean, I'd, I'd never again will probably have a job that was just that much fun. Maybe yeah. jobs aren't meant to be that much fun. Maybe that's why I didn't work. <laughs> but yeah, it, was, it was awesome. It was really great fun. So, the t-shirts, I just wanted to mention, uh, Australians can order them or anyone can order them off the Estoy merchandise uh, website, but we're only making a hundred. Uh-huh. Uh, basically, the idea is if this goes well, if these sell out, yeah. what I'll try to do is regularly come up with some new t-shirts and new designs and stuff so that people, but we'll just have a hundred of each. And can they buy more than one if they want to? I mean, if they want to scalp them, totally. Well, that's exactly what I was thinking. Corner the market and <laughs> get them for thirty-five from them, but then they become limited edition off eBay. Well, I mean, I had not thought about it like that, but maybe you don't want a t-shirt, but maybe you're just a canny investor. <laughs> <laughs> maybe you want to snap up all hundred before they go on sale. <laughs> just give us a call. <laughs> I guess what I'm trying to do uh, trying to do with the t-shirts and the merch in general is that I just want to make cool stuff so that the fans can yeah. have something they like yeah. rather than do something that is like for a business model or whatever this is legitimately I'm just going to make it from the cheapest that we can get it done it'll still be expensive because they make good t-shirts and you have to get them shipped in but that none of that's like me making a big profit or anything because all I really want to do is like I'd love regularly when we come up with things or whatever to be able to turn them into something. Yeah, and, and we've spoken about this before. Like as someone, like I listen to the Bugle, which I think is you know a brilliant podcast yeah. as well. And I just bought online one of their T-shirts, and I think as a podcast listener, you when you're getting something that you genuinely enjoy and you you get excited about the download each week, when you're getting that for free. It's a no-brainer if there's some merch that you can buy. Right. It's yeah, so absolutely. Yeah, I'm sure, you'll sell those hundred t-shirts people are always looking for a way to help so I'm trying to find a way to let them help yeah no, it's uh, thank you very much Sam Mack it's been a pleasure hopefully we'll get you back soon because we barely got started yeah, on anything no, we were going to talk about no, next thanks, time thank next you. time I know this is a big call but here we go next time we're going to have good sound <laughs>